Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about the movies that aren't talked about enough. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on this episode we're going to be discussing a disgusting Rob Zombie movie, 2019's horror film, Three From Hell, as well as a round of trailer trash talk. But first, let me introduce the last, or possibly first, person you'd want to be in a machete duel with, Donnie Nelson. (laughs) I don't know if All I've right. ever heard anybody say first instead of last. <laughs> hey, he's not sure if he's first. flattered or insulted. Are you s- uh, well, I'm insulted and complimented both ways, I suppose. But it de- it depends on the person. But either way, there's no way you're in the middle. Mm. One machete <laughs> each or two machetes each? Dual wielding? Sure. Okay. Do you have enough high enough skill yeah. points to do that? Yeah, but you have to find the machete on the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then you have to run over it. <laughs> or it could be left out as a prop like it is in uh, <laughs> One Cut of the Dead. How many how many rolls of the dice do I have to do? What die do I have to roll? To pick it up? Yeah, skill check. D12. Uh, D12. Okay. I don't know why. D- <laughs> it's always a D12. No one gets to use a D12, so we're going to make it a D12. <laughs> That's true. true. Nobody, all right. nobody ever uses the a D12 least for used anything. dice of all time. Put I don't know. Dice. I think a D100 might be the yeah, least used fair. dice of all time. That's fair. All right, and the dice expert <laughs> on my left is the person with the excuse me, the gal with the most little person admirers that I know, <laughs> Riley Mumu. You know that's hard considering that I'm not exactly the tallest person, so. <laughs> It's awesome that there are people shorter than me. And they admire you. And they like me. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for everybody. You have finally found they your like people. They like me. They really they like really me. They really like me. <laughs> they All really right. do. All right, Sally Field, settle down. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Donnie, what was the worst thing you saw this week? The worst thing I saw this week was not a terrible thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um... I watched the end of The Mandalorian. I finished up the first season, which just uh, finished airing not that long ago. And uh, that it, uh, I had mentioned The Mandalorian earlier in multiple podcasts. And did. Um, the one with Amy Sedaris is, uh, is good. It was good. Um, but I, I kind of had... Uh, I was trepidatious about... Um, what they were doing with the series or how it was going or what they were doing if any direction or through line with the storyline um, and uh, I think when you take all eight episodes of the first season it, like it really it really does work um, really well and compared to the monstrosity that we got for Star Wars in the movie theater um, in the past few weeks this this past year Um, I'm gonna say that if you want, like, just, like, some good, simple, structured storytelling, then you should watch The Mandalorian. If you didn't get that or wanted that from, uh, The the Rise of Skywalker. Some good, simple, sci-fi, western samurai flick. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, I feel like that's, honestly, that's when, uh, Star Wars is at its best, is when it's kind of being a little bit more structured. And it's not, it's not like uh, Rise of Skywalker where it seems like it's just trying to like shock and awe and we're having to deal with J.J. Uh, J. Abrams wanting to 
you know, make a mystery box off out of everything, which is and not cram two movies into one. I've heard some the previous one and which I'm fine with. Uh, but but it's, it's just almost not the place when it's the end of a trilogy. You're wrapping up the story. Like I don't mind retconning, but when you're doing it, when you, not only are you ending a trilogy, mm-hmm. but you're ending a prolific trilogy. Like that's like the like the of a prolific you're, series. You're, you're ending a prolific series that still only has three good entries. Yeah, but you had an opportunity uh, to make it good and. You did not. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but a lot of people don't like it. It's so. fine. Well, I'm it's gonna go not. See it with my mom. It's Monday. it. It is cool. not. I don't blame as much as I don't like the Last Jedi. I don't blame Ryan Johnson. Like mm-hmm. it was the person's fault for giving it to Ryan Johnson is the person mm-hmm. to blame, which is Kathleen Kennedy. They just she decided to give that movie to him, and he did what he wanted to do with it. And they should have thought that through more. Before they did that, and everybody mm-hmm. got so excited, as we'll we'll say, about what happened with it. So it's like, but like the Mandalorian is like so simple compared. It's so lean and so like trimmed of fat. Like there's only core story, character moments, and of course the memes too. But I think it, it was it turned out really good. I, I'm really excited to watch the second season. Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi wrote and directed one or two of those episodes, didn't he? He just did the last one. The last one, that's what it he, is. So he might have got him involved on board. You know that it's a good. It's gonna be good. Yeah, he is a character as well. So I, of course, he is. He can't go without making something without putting himself in it. Just yeah, baby Yoda. Although sometimes Ultimate he's probably plot twist. I mean, honestly, he's kind of like the best character in the stuff that he does. True. Which is weird. I don't know. He's he's not my favorite vampire. He's not <laughs> hashtag, hashtag not my vampire. Hashtag not my hashtag vampire. Not my vampire. Riley, what was the worst thing you saw this week? Um, I've actually been kind of doing a rewatch of all of the Marvel movies I have. Oh, so it was Iron Man two? No, it's not <laughs> Iron Man two. I am one of the few people I understand why it's not a good movie, but I do like Iron Man two. I like so. Iron Man two. No, um, I, I like all of them. Yeah. I just think Iron Man 2 is probably my least favorite. Oh, for me, it's <laughs> it's this entry, which is Thor The Dark World. Yeah, that one's bad, too. I think it makes it worse in the rewatch knowing what Thor 3 is like. Because mm. when you saw Thor mm. The Dark World, you knew it wasn't good like you knew how Iron Man 2 wasn't good. Iron Man 3 was also not good. Mm-hmm. However... Uh, Donnie would a- disagree with you on this. <laughs> it's a matter of perspective. It depends on how true. big of a Shane Black fan you are. True. Well, okay, real quick. <laughs> Since we're already Sorry. on this tangent. Sorry, Riley, not to not to take your voice away, but the men you have said Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so that automatically just means you need to shut the uh, fuck up. <laughs> no, okay. All I was gonna say was that this comes back my opinion on Iron Man three is exactly what Donnie said about The Last Jedi, which is that Shane Black made a su- Shane Black superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted like they just should have not had that done. Yes, no. they like, handed it to somebody they should not have necessarily. Yeah. and I'm not saying that like it's a bad movie. No. I'm saying that it's a bad Iron Man movie. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. It's just it's like not a good yes. entry in the Iron Man series. Yeah, yeah, just like that Predators movie. The Predator is not a good Predator movie. 
Where it's a good Shane Black movie. Yeah. If we're if you if you're in need of a Shane Black movie, although there are better Shane Black films. But you said you would. But you said that you watched Thor: Dark World. That's the that's the worst thing you watched this week. I have not had a lot of time, first of all, (laughs) to do a lot of things. But uh, I mean, personally, for me, it is probably my least favorite entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But in my opinion, it's also just probably the worst thing I. It I guess, like I said, in comparison, knowing what's coming as the next entry for Thor Mm -hmm. and how much better it is just all around, not only retconning his character and like probably one of the best retcons <laughs> in cinematic modern history but um just how it flows so much better it's i mean thor the dark world was boring like you other than spoilers if you haven't seen it loki's pretend death at the end and how he throws odin out that's that's not a spoiler it's it's <laughs> that just, happens in every Marvel exactly movie. but it's it's just like that was the most exciting part but even then you're like, oh, he didn't die again. What a shock. Mm. Like, it, it didn't... Yeah, so anyway, that's the worst thing I saw this week. Was, was that makes sense. Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Ooh, they should call the next Thor movie Thor and the Lords of Chaos. You mean the fifth one? Yeah. Love, okay. Love and Thunder is the yeah, fourth the, one. Yeah, the one yeah. after that. The one after that. The one with the real Thor in it. The, one. the man Thor. <laughs> the man Thor. Yeah, because Natalie Portman um. if I, is coming back. I mean, okay, I just want to be clear. Like, everybody knows I'm joking, but there's definitely people out there that feel that way, which is very sad. Yeah. Hashtag not my Thor. (laughs) I'm excited for it, and I wasn't at first until every report has stated how excited she is to come Mm -hmm. back, and that makes me excited, because when you have someone who left on bad terms but is now coming back on good terms and is excited to be there, Mm -hmm. that that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So. Uh I'm very, I'm happy about it. That is very true. Alright, so... The worst thing that I watched this week, I think, was the Lego Ninjago movie. <laughs> hey! What? Are you okay? Oh, yeah, it's just not what I was expecting <laughs> you to say, but a hundred percent agree yeah no it's it's like everything okay and i know that you are also a huge fan of the oh, lego movie ex- yes um and so i don't have you seen the lego ninjago movie yes okay it's literally the lego movie but worse just, in every single way yes, and with jackie chan Oh, yes. It's just... Everything about it is bad. Like, and it's... I'm not joking. Like, it is literally the first movie. But bad. Oh. Which is so unfortunate, because the Lego movie, the first one, mm-hmm. so well done. And mm-hmm. then when they came out with Lego Batman, I was kind of nervous. I'm like, how can you do that with the Lego movie formula? <laughs> they did it different. <laughs> but they... Exactly. They did it different, but also kind of the same, in the sense mm-hmm. that just everything was ridiculous, but also totally so, so continuous small. in their universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you watch the Lego Ninjago movie and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is supposed to be silly and ridiculous and it's really just filled with, I mean, dumb jokes, which uh, most of the time I can appreciate, uh-huh. but... Also, I think that the Lego Batman movie has the best look at the Joker and Batman's relationship. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're, like, in an abusive romantic relationship. Yeah. I love that movie. What does Batman say to him at the beginning? Like, oh, you're not my worst well, yeah. enemy. Like, Superman is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie so much. So and this one is so bad. It's just not the same. 
No, it's not. It's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, the Lego movie is definitely making it on my list for the podcast yeah, next time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's that's definitely it. Pretty it, sure it's either 2013 or 2014 was its release date, but... It was so great and so, so creative. And so what we're saying is, go see the Playmobil movie. No. <laughs> okay. Ooh, bad Donnie. Is there a Bratz movie coming out? Did they already make a Bratz movie? They already did. Like seven of them, right? I'm waiting for the Furby horror movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that exists. Hey. Isn't that Monkey Shines? <laughs> Furby had a cameo in... Uh, Uncut gems. I heard. I heard. Oh yeah, that's right. It's in the trailer. What? Yeah, it's in the trailer. There's a there's a gold bedazzled, well, but with real diamonds uh, Uh Furby (laughs) necklace. I still need to uh, see that. I also need to see it. And Adam Sandler's character is talking about how the sole reason it exists is because you can move the eyes, and it freaks people out. Because he's like, look, they don't think that its eyes are going to move, and then you just go, bloop, and its eyes go. <laughs> Visual jokes. <laughs> on an audio good. medium. Yes. You painted a picture. It's audio. It's true, I did. True. I did a better job. I done did a better job. I done did it. Okay. Donnie, what was the best thing you saw this week? The best thing I saw this week was um, my... New Year's Eve movie, which I thought was very appropriate to do, which was um, I began the year. The first thing I watched in 2019 was Violent Cop by Takeshi Kitano, and hell yeah, the very last thing, last movie I watched uh, in 2019 was uh, uh, Fireworks, also known as uh, Hanabi. Um, also, hell is, yeah, yeah. And Fireworks is maybe one of my fucking favorite movies of all time. Like, he is in top form in that movie as, like, a director, as an actor. Like, he edited it. Like, Joe, Joe Musashi, uh, Joe Musashi, uh, who's, like, a really, uh, he's, uh, he's almost like the, you know, the John Williams of Japan. Like, he's just, he's, he's made these really great scores, and this is no different. Like, like there's almost i th- people could probably watch this if they're not into like the nihilism like me that they might <laughs> see some fault in the movie but mm-hmm. like this might be like it's up there with one of my uh favorite movies of all time it's like up there with there would be blood um and Jesus Christ superstar also Rats a horribly movie. nihilistic Rats movie, Rats movie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, Takeshi Kitano is, he's, he's just so good, and that movie works so well, like, his other movies, like, they're, they're really, um, like, you can respect the craft that he does and how he changes throughout the years, but I think he, I think he just, like, was firing on all cylinders with fireworks, and I don't think he ever, like, he couldn't, I don't think he ever matched it, and, like, what we figured out the last time that we watched, we watched all three Outrage movies, which was his trilogy, <laughs> where it was, like, I I really liked them, watching them separately, but then we watched them all in a row, and I was like, these are the same movie over and over. <laughs> Why? And I was just like, this is, this is, like, tiring. Um, but, like, there's, where that is, like, all just a bunch of dudes around in a room just talking tough and being like unbearable all the time um like fireworks is like really touching about um uh an ex-police 
uh, officer who like is in debt to the into the yakuza and like his uh, uh, his wife has cancer and they they lost their child um, not that long ago and then it's paralleled with uh, his his ex-partner who got shot in like the stomach or the waist and he got paralyzed from the waist down and so like everybody left him and uh like they don't actually interact like a whole bunch after the first half hour of the movie and then like it it cut it cuts between you know uh spoilers for fireworks but i say you can't really you can't really spoil that movie because like every instant is just so good mm-hmm. um where <laughs> He goes to a junkyard and he's like, "Hey, that police light, how much you want for it?" And the junkyard dude is just like, he's like, "What do you want with it?" And he's like, "I'm going to rob a bank." And he just starts laughing. He's like, "You can have it. Take it." And then he actually goes and robs a bank, which is maybe like the most underwhelming bank robbery of all time, where he just goes in, points a gun at the teller, gives her a bag, she goes and fills it gives it back to him as he's dressed as a police officer and he walks out and no one does anything and that's the entire thing it takes less than a minute and uh genius really and then he uses that money to pay off all of his debt to the yakuza and then spend the rest of the time with his wife and trying to be on vacation with her um uh it's just uh it's so good it's so good and it was, I didn't realize, I thought, man, I'd be bored or, like, be surfing Twitter or something, because I was like, oh, I watched it, I liked it, I didn't realize how much I did, and, like, I was engaged the entire time. So, mm-hmm. if anybody, they did re-release it um, in the States, so if you want to, they do have a Blu-ray that I highly recommend you buy. Ooh. Or you can, because um, I got mine, uh, like, uh, third party, or it was, it's like the Hong Kong one or whatever. Which and has, then you gave it to me. I gave you, I gave you one of them. Oh no, I no. gave you, I gave the DVD. I think. Yep. Um, which is also good. Any way that you can get your Takeshi Kitano, it's good. So I, I would just say watch more Takeshi Kitano. As Jason says, watch more movies. I say specifically that one. That yes. I mean, Takeshi Kitano is pretty fucking amazing. True. Or just watch I, MXC if you're not into all the nihilism. <laughs> Um, I still think my favorite is Sonatine, which I think it's hilarious that he's known for making these ridiculously violent movies, and then most of them feature long sequences where he goes on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah, it's funny. Anyway, Riley, what was the best thing you saw this week? Um, it's between two, two things. Uh, the best movie that I saw this week was also a rewatch because they added Sin City to Netflix. Ooh. So I rewatched it because I haven't watched it since we did the marathoning of those three mm-hmm. movies, and it was nice to look at the background characters and the background stuff a little more this time. Now that mm-hmm. I wasn't just laser focused on every other thing, um, it I don't know. It just it was a nice it was nice to rewatch something that I thoroughly enjoyed the first time and mm-hmm. still enjoy it the second time because everything was still just awesome. And Jason loaned me a comic of my favorite segment of that, which is the Marv. Oh, one, yeah. Um, which I read. The Hard Goodbye. Yes, The Did Hard Goodbye. Did you read goodbye. it? Yes. Isn't it great? Yes, and I love it. <laughs> Watching the movie again, too, um, and just being able to compare the two and literally being like, wow, they really did just recreate right? all the panels. Uh-huh. Which you wouldn't think is that... It's not... 
it's not that cool until you read the comic mm-hmm. and then you're like, there is a lot of like set and just every, design. Just every to, line, every panel. Well, and to get it so perfect, like lined nope. up and like, it literally looks like they drew it and then just slapped real people all over mm-hmm. it and filmed it, which is incredible to mm-hmm. me. So, but then the it's tied with. Uh, an anime that I've been watching, which Jason actually asked me about the other yeah. day, which is My Hero Academia, because season four is running right now, and I watched the newest episode that came out, I guess technically last week on Saturday, but uh, I knew it was coming. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody that may not have watched it, but it is heartbreaking in the best way possible, and I, like I said, knew it was coming, because it's happened in the manga, like, months ago. But it was so cool to see it animated, and it literally gave me goosebumps, and I cried. And I don't cry oh, no. during movies or TV, and I still was like, why? <laughs> so, anyway. Anime. I highly recommend both of those. Also, if you haven't seen My Hero Academia, I'm going to warn you right now, the first season, it's great. I love it. But if you did a drinking game with how much the protagonist cries in the first like <laughs> ten episodes, you'd be dead. <laughs> so I'm just going to warn you right now, because that was my biggest hang-up when my friends made me watch it. I was like, does he ever stop crying at any point? <laughs> They're like, yeah, he gets better about it. I'm like, okay, good, because this is obnoxious. Oh, he never stops being a little bitch. Exactly. <laughs> good show, though. It is amazing, and I didn't think I'd like it as much as I do, so. Well, that's good. Yes. Good. Yeah, my my little brother through the Big Brother program has asked me to watch it. So. It's so good. In case any of you don't know what it's about, it's about if superheroes suddenly not only became came into existence, but almost everyone on the planet has some kind of superpower. Mm-hmm. And it's about life with people who not only now are superhuman, but they're like the best of superhumans, and how they become heroes, because now there's hero school. And there's this kid who's who idolizes the number one hero in the world, and he wants to be just like him. And it's about his journey of becoming that and getting into the best hero school and how he deals with everything. So, super, super good. Is it like Harry Potter where they don't teach basic basic skills like math, uh, science, yeah. history? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> like, they, like, they have... Um, also see Naruto. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, they have class, but their class is like, here, this is gym, where you work on, like, dodging flames and rock climbing and how we're going to hone. They call their superpowers quirks, because they only have, mm-hmm. like, one. So uh-huh. how they're going to hone their quirks, basically. And whether they get put into the hero course or the support course, which is, like, people who are, they make stuff for superheroes and stuff like that, so. Makes sense. But canonically, Superman and Spider-Man exist in the universe. They don't get oh, mentioned, really, but you can see Superman's silhouette in one of them, and you can Spider-Man gets referenced by one of the top heroes at one point, how much he admires the web-slinging hero in America, because obviously it takes place in Japan. So Anyway, right. good show. Best thing I watched this week. So... I imagine Donnie's seen it then, since he knows what I'm talking about. No. I, no, you haven't seen it? No, that's uh, that's definitely a gap in my anime watching. You which should watch I, it. I need, to, I need to just kind of buckle down and, and start and doing that. And binge watch anime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what I've been watching lately is another series that has been running, which is, uh, it's a mouthful of a title, but it's called Cautious Hero. The hero is overpowered, but overly cautious. 
And I've, I've heard of that. It's the one where he gets like the the main protagonist is actually the person who summons him, right? And he just spends all of his time like planning and preparing and. Yes, yeah, someone who who plays like an uh, an RPG video game, but has to hoard millions of potions and make sure that they grind until they're the top level and yes. then demolish everything. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, it's it's the concept is funny at first, and then it, it it's by the end because they, I think they just finish it starts getting a little bit more hurtful at the end, like they all do. Um, yeah, of course. So, yeah. all right. Uh, that's almost over. Anime. So I'm gonna, yeah. Hey, welcome to the anime podcast. My name is Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Riley, your uh, resident weeaboo. Jason is dead. <laughs> Let's talk about Trigun. <laughs> That's one of the, like, three animes I've seen all the way through. So good. Right no. on. You don't like it? I don't know. Oh, He's falling out of grace with it. Okay. Let's say enough. that. I liked it a lot when I first started it, and then... I thought Vash was just annoying. <laughs> so look that, forward to Riley fair. and I's uh, uh, anime podcast that will be a side <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> Analyze an anime with Donnie, Riley, and Jason. That's, oh, I don't think the ghost do that. of Jason. The ghost of Jason. What Ooh. do you think, Jason? Silence. <laughs> no, just once I'm during the ghost. podcast, we're like, hey, Jason, what do you think about anime? And in the background, you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what you could save weebs. you could save a lot of time with just hey Jason what'd you think about this <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate I'm not gonna fault you for that good job Jason <laughs> good job thanks for your input Jason <laughs> Jason please save us from this anime hell that we've dug ourselves into what's the best thing you watched this week Ironically, it's anime. <laughs> Ironically, it is not anime, but it, it but it is a uh, Japanese film. No, it's not Japanese. It's in Japanese and Korean, mm. and it is called The Handmaiden. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this. <clears throat> yeah, and it is uh, a Park Chan Wook film, um, and he made Old Boy, which is fucking perfect in my opinion. Um, and this came out in 2016, I believe. Um, it was one of the films that I really wanted to see, and then I missed, and now it's on Prime, so I watched it, and oh my god, is it amazing. However, I'm gonna warn you, everybody listening, that the images it will put into your mind, not that you see, but that you will imagine, are horrifying. (laughs) Not unlike Old Boy. Okay. <laughs> or any of his other movies. Yeah, I was about to say, that's kind of like his M.O. Yeah. Because, never mind. Riley hasn't seen Old Boy yet, so I don't want to spoil well, it. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I would like an example, I say cautiously and soon to regret it. No. I, I don't want to give you one. You got you to watch this movie. What about from Han- The Handmaiden? Can we do oh. that? Can we no. do that? Dang it. Can we do that, please? It's a spoiler. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, no. Okay, you know what? There is there is one thing um, that I can tell you because it's pretty early in the movie that they show them. Um, they show a lot of tentacle porn <laughs> that right is hand drawn, and the amount of detail that is put into it is upsetting <laughs> to awesome. a very high degree. I'm gonna okay. make Danny watch it with me because she loves squids and tentacle related <laughs> things. <laughs> So uh, I now know. I have someone to watch it with. <laughs> oh no! Okay, 
But to talk about what's actually good about it, um, <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those films in that like halfway through it turns into a completely different movie, um, and I really 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 enjoyed it. The basic premise is that um, there is a so there's this guy who's super wealthy, and he has his wife has. Uh, committed suicide and so he is going to marry his niece <laughs> um, <clears throat> sounds like old boy why is it always incest I know right um, not my blood <laughs> it's fine I mean, it's still fucking weird but it's less weird our babies won't be genetically mutated it'll be <laughs> fine um, and so this other this con man hears about it and is like oh I'm gonna get her to fall in love with me and I'm gonna marry her and then I'm going to commit her to an insane asylum. <laughs> so that I can take all of her stuff. Wow. And so he decides to send in this other con person. Um, who is the hand... To be this, uh, I don't know, fancy lady's handmaiden. And help convince her that she is falling in love with the con man. And I just can't remember what any of their names are off the top of my head. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them is, one of their names is Suku. Although, I, whenever I see it on the screen, all, all I could think was Suke. 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 <laughs> Suke Stackhouse. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's it's really good. It's divided up into three parts, and it's funny. It's got a really interesting mystery, although. I already warned you. It is a very, or it can be a very disturbing film. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely loved it. I think it might have made its way onto my best of the decade list. Um, I really, really, really liked this movie. I also, in comparison, I also watched. Um, there's there is some very hez- heavy lesbian stuff in this movie, <laughs> and I also watched another movie this week with some pretty heavy lesbian stuff called Blue is the Warmest Color. <laughs> that I'm not going to spend that much time talking about other than saying that that movie was very heavily criticized by the LGBTQ community and I totally understand why and seeing a movie that still takes it a little too pervy but while being a lot more respectful than Blue is the Warmest Color made me feel a lot better about myself. So, I really like The Handmaiden. I highly recommend everybody go check it out because it's weird and fantastic and very strange <laughs> so go watch it go watch it all right let us trash talk a trailer Yay. <laughs> so i saw this trailer uh for um or before going into uncut gems and the trailer we're talking about is of course since I've given you absolutely no clues or information about what it could possibly be. Uh, Promising Young Woman, starring Carrie Mulligan. Right? Mulligan. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and now, <laughs> the reason I wanted to talk about this is because it has such a basic premise of this woman goes out once a week pretending to be so drunk she doesn't know where she is and then some guy takes her home to have his way with her 
and then she murders him. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's just such a basic concept, but like the way that I don't know about you guys, but like the the trailer is so bright and flashy, mm-hmm. and there is that weird scene of. Um, at the end where she's dressed like a nurse and she's like slowly unzipping her nurse's costume. So, the way I took it is that these people that she's collecting, because she's like crossing names off Mm -hmm. of her list. So, the backstory to the trailer is she was in medical school and she had to drop out, I think, because her, it looks like her best friend was killed or like date raped and murdered or something and it was because a she she blames herself partly for not being there to help her and b i think it was because somebody took advantage of her um her best friend and and mur- and she got murdered as a result um i think the people that she is essentially collecting quote unquote are people who were either complicit or like didn't believe the protagonist um and as a result she drops out of medical school and now she's like completing her revenge because she's had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's honestly, like I said, collecting these people and like keeping them somewhere. And then the shot that we see of her in her nurse's outfit is her like about to perform yeah. her revenge. And it's just, it's fitting because I think her exact words were like, you know, I. I want to go back to medical school, and I think now's the time, and mm. she's dressed, like, as this nurse, and obviously she's about to to either torture or murder someone or someones. Someones. Yeah. Someones. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeez. I don't know. My fav- One of my favorite parts of the trailer is the violin mm-hmm. or viola rendition of Toxic by uh. Britney Spears. Oh yeah, it is so awesome. It just it's sinister and upbeat at the same time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Like Jason said, it's such a basic woman is mad and a little bit crazy and wants <laughs> revenge, so she's gonna murder people about it. Uh, I'm mostly just worried that they're like they're not gonna be able to pull it off, and it's just gonna come across as dumb. I think either way, it's going to get lambasted by critics, just because even if it is pulled off flawlessly mm-hmm. in, in like a way that I think a lot of women will resonate with, mm-hmm. there are also going to be plenty, plenty of people who are like, well, if a man was doing this, people would claim this movie, you know, there's going to be those critics, and there's also going to be the fact that she is murdering people, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not, like... There are imperfections in the way that the world works, but people mm. are dying. So obviously, she's not a good person in the end, even if I may or may not resonate with her character. A bit. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I am very much looking for. I don't remember where I saw the trailer, but I remember. Was it before s- Uncut Gems? No, because I haven't seen that yet. Um, I don't. It was a while ago, and I remember seeing it and being like, holy shit, this movie looks like it's going to be good. But Jason also pointed out he's nervous because it looks like you've seen the whole movie already, and part of me now agrees, so... I anyway. I, I get that criticism and probably that fear about um, it maybe not having as... Because it seems like from the trailer and from the dialogue that it might cut a little bit deeper than um, some of the other films I've seen that have tried to tackle similar subjects like this about, you know... Yeah, well, no, not revenge, but the power dynamics between, you know, men and women 
and accusations that have been coming up of powerful men and, you know, the Me Too movement, everything like that. But never, I haven't actually seen anything in, like, film. Like, Bombshell would probably be, like, the most recent biggest one, right? Um, I saw Bombshell. Mm-hmm. So that's why I probably, I'd probably defer to you, because I haven't seen it, about, like, how incisive that is, because that was a real, you know, that's based off um, a real incident or a real, you know, thing. And uh, this is not. This is something that's, you know, in, it's fictional, but it's in that fictional realm you're able to cut a little deeper like carry through themes that maybe uh something that's uh non-fiction won't let you um even though it's still equally as messed up so i see that like the way that the dialogue is it might be um it seems like it could go there, but I could see it being like, oh, this is just some choice lines to make it seem like they're saying something more than they actually are. Because I've definitely yeah. been fooled by a bunch of trailers before that I'm like, oh, no, they never, they didn't actually pull through on what they were going to do. Um, Same. So, I'll, uh, I mean, uh, with, with, uh, with Carrie Mulligan... Um, uh, like, I, I will definitely watch it, and, like, you have, like, uh, Molly Shannon in there, and Bo Burnham looks like he's gonna, he looks like a good supporting actor, um, as, as like, a, a former, former, uh, fellow student from, uh, from the school that she went to, um, so I'm looking... we had a great connection. <laughs> I'm... I, I, I am just excited to see Christopher Mintz Plast do something. <laughs> something yeah and they're trying because yeah. I, I think he's great but he's never in things it's true no and this time they try to make him look like not a kid but it's kind of not working side note uh if you haven't seen it he is in a like 20 minute short film for the that was like a promo for far cry 3 far cry and 3. it's <laughs> fucking amazing was he the main villain mm -hmm. oh. no not the villain oh. he was the the head yeah. No, uh, uh, fans of Better Call Saul will know him as uh, Taco? Nacho. He's one of the oh. two. Yeah, Nacho. Yeah, who is, he? he's just a That's very good actor. Yeah. Not Christopher Mintz Plus. No, you're, you're watching the wrong <laughs> series for that. You need to watch Kick-Ass for that. <laughs> yeah. But not Kick-Ass 2. Nobody needs to see Kick-Ass Or Super Bad. <laughs> All right. He was the true villain all along. <gasps> McLovin. <laughs> Let's talk about Three from Hell. And this is going to be a fun conversation because Riley has not seen House of a Thousand Corpses or The Devil's Rejects. Ooh. Ballsy I, I, choice. I, I, I am supposed <laughs> to be the ignorant one here, so... I did, I did take uh, five minutes to show her the ending of Devil's Rejects. Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Uh, okay. I say that with It's not just one, the ending. I only I say that with exactly one drop of sarcasm in there. <laughs> I I don't feel like that really spoils anything considering no. where this movie picks up. No. Okay. So, that being said, uh because this movie did come out just this year, let's just give first impressions and then we can get more into spoilery shit. So last year, you mean? What? 
2019 <laughs> is what he means. What did I say? This year. Oh, which yep. Which is technically not. Technicalities. I know hey, what you meant. Hey, you know, I got a better idea. Uh, fuck you, Donnie. Yeah! <laughs> the true colors You can't come threaten out. me with a good time. New year, new Jason. I like it. <laughs> come on, what else do you want to say? <laughs> Bring it up. I'm glad we have this rapport now. What What else do I want to say? Yeah, Just what else do you want to say? anything in the whole world? Mm-hmm. What do you want to say about mm-hmm. Polly Shore, huh? You know, buttholes. Okay. <laughs> That's the most offensive thing you could have ever possibly said in any given moment. The podcast Thanks, is over now. See you all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, back to three from hell. Uh, all right, three from hell. Let's start with Riley. Do I have since, to start with me since, since you have not seen the other two. What did you think? I don't know. It was interesting to say the least i think now i don't know my mind is kind of clouded by what you showed me Uh, from the end because now i'm like oh well this is significantly less awesome because i kind of liked the fact that it was like oh there's like they're being broken out of jail and like they survived a shootout a decade ago and like that was pretty cool and then i saw the end of the movie now of the other one and i'm like they just wanted four minutes to play Freebird, and they're totally (laughs) dead there's no way that they survived this no there's no way they survived that this is fictional the sequel is a what if for sure well We'll get into why this version of this movie Sorry exists. Sorry for spoiling it for everybody just now, even though we talked about first impressions. If you've made it this far into a show about Three from Hell, you've seen the other two. That's true. <laughs> also, I want to say that that movie is not its ending. Like, that movie is, like, the whole scope of The Devil's Rejects, you can't really spoil too much, because the, the, the feeling of, like, grimy, dirty, it, that's just a sickly movie that like that's that's the reason that you watch it is just to be like these psychopaths who well I'll get to when um when I speak to it but it's that's what it's about like you can't really spoil it by like oh they got shot at the end like mm-hmm. the rest of that movie is really the meat of why you're experiencing that movie yeah but being unfamiliar with the other two what did you think I liked it yeah. it was a good movie like I, I have an I'm a person of very simple tastes, and like I said, I thought a lot of the stuff was cool. Like a lot of the backstory being like, oh, they're trying to break these people out of prison, and one of them suffers a lot of like m- mental breakdown in mm-hmm. the fact that she's been in prison for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, even though I looked it up and it was not very favored amongst a lot of people. I mean, no. none of his boobies are. No. <laughs> And I think you told me that. You said yeah. that they're not really critically acclaimed, but I don't know. It was a good movie. I think it's worth watching, mm-hmm. whether or not you've seen the other two. Now I have to go watch the other two and we'll see if I change my mind. But you really don't need to watch <laughs> the other two. I, think, I would what say did you, you say? Do. That if I didn't like it in 20 minutes, I could feel free to turn it off and yep. move on? Yep. That was what it was. Yep. Okay. You could probably so. shorten that to five. <laughs> we can go ahead and just move that right back to the, you know, you get three minutes for credits and then two minutes <laughs> for the opening act, and then after that you can just move on. Yep. You could probably just watch, like, a explained in five minutes video on YouTube or something. I really like CinemaSins for that reason. I was I about like to say. I can, watch, I can watch movies without having to watch movies. You could probably <laughs> just read the title and be good. And just be like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I don't like this. Next. Mm-hmm. So. All right. I liked it. It, Don- is, it is a little bloody, but other than that. Donald, you and I had the pleasure of watching it together. Mm-hmm. I was definitely Your- laughing at it more than you were. <laughs> because we we were having this discussion like uh like during and after watching the movie where uh you think that Rob Zombie I'm not, and I'm not so uh sure that he's aware that like his sense of humor like cuz you said that he thinks that Bill Mosley who plays one of the main characters is funnier than he actually is but mm. I was laughing at the fact that uh I think, I think he's more aware of it than uh, because, like, I'm. I wasn't laughing at what the character was doing or saying. I was laughing at thinking that the character thinks that they're funny when they're saying that. It's like <laughs> it's like a character thing, and it's like it's present no, through like you. all of his movies, where I'm like, Otis is obviously like this weird uh, backwoods psychopath bumpkin serial killer. But, like, I was, like, he's not too far off from when you go to Thanksgiving and you have, like, your libertarian, like, uncle who just spouts, like, the dumbest shit. And I'll oh, probably... Trust me, I have exactly <laughs> one of those. So, I... You are 100% correct. Do you Tell hear me. that, Riley's uncle? Do I, you hear that? You know, I kind of hope he does it because you might... We live really close and he might come <laughs> yeah. murder me. Oh, With I'm his sorry. libertarian ideals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it it'll be another 10 minute tangent of all the stupid shit that he's done just at my house so anyway oh, continue down okay I'm sorry. I'm sorry i surfaced such horrible memories you're fine are you sure let's talk about this great movie instead okay <laughs> i wouldn't say great i like <laughs> it. say using the word great a little liberally there i'm I, like i said better than my libertarian uncle so <laughs> uh because but like i think otis uh bill mosley has a certain charm that is like it it's it's this is I speak to this very specifically about the humor and Bill Mosley because he's present through all three of the films as if you look at each one of the films he's kind of a different character because he's like he's kind of the linchpin to what like the three movies because this is the third in the trilogy the House of a Thousand Corpses was like this kind of like fictional like you could you could uh, you were entering this weird world with these psychopaths, but everything around it was kind of weird, and, like, you couldn't really attach to it. And then Devil's Rejects is like, these psychopaths who were in the first movie are in the real world. Like, these are, like, they're they're actually real, and, like, how do, how do people, like, react to them in, like, in the real world? Like, if they were real. And, then, and that's, like, that's why Devil's Rejects is so effective, because it's so scary that, like, these people are real, and they're doing the things that they're doing. And then... To normal people, really. Yeah. Um, and then... That's the funny thing about Three From Hell, is that it takes these characters that you that you found so horrifying in the real world in the last movie, and it brings them down to a level of, oh, this is just a family comedy at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> other, than, other than, like, some uh, scenes of, like, gruesome death, like in the last thirty minutes, like they're not actually like committing any hor- horrendous crimes. They're just like trying to relax in this Mexican <laughs> I, village. I was like, gonna we say, finally right, got away. All right, so let's just get into spoilers. I was gonna say I like the second half of this movie a lot more than I do the first half, and I know Donnie disagrees with me, and that's fine. 
It's okay to be wrong sometimes. Right. I um, think I like mostly the middle. The middle is, is probably my favorite part. I like everything after they escape from the warden's house. Okay. Because then it's just a road trip movie. Well, and not only that, but like, it's it's not that it's a road trip movie. They get to their it's destination pretty fast. It, it, they do, and then they have to leave immediately. <laughs> um, it's that it feels like Rob Zombie is do, trying something different from his normal... Here's something really gross, and here's some gross people, and here's something really gross. Um, and I don't know, like the 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 last like thirty minutes kind of just feel like an action movie. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Dami said, there's not a lot of like horrific atrocities being committed. They're just trying to stay alive, basically, mm-hmm. and trying to get away. In like, yeah, like you said, it's a lot like an action movie. Other Which than that is one really getting her face cut off. That yes. too, yeah. That Which too. is really yeah. funny that you say that because there's a lot of there's still a lot of horrendous shit in this movie, but if I mean, you watch the movie. other movies, it's yeah. you see. I'm just gonna spoil this part in um uh in 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 House of a Thousand Devil's Corpses. Oh, no, okay. uh, because here's the difference between uh, <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects is that there are no mermen in Devil's Rejects. Because Otis turns Rain Wilson's character in the in House of a Thousand Corpses, and he like melds it with a fish, and like he taxidermies him into a merman. That's the kind of movie you're dealing with with House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh my god! So if you watch the other, that's horrendous. But uh, if you if you watch the other movies, like this is like like. The stuff in this movie is really bad. Like, the stuff around the warden's house is, like, not pleasant. Like, you no. get that a little bit of what the Devil's Rejects was with, like, the the lady who is, like, stripped naked and then she's running out and you have uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's character, like, running after her with a knife. Even- and it's, like, so gratuitous because it's, like, it's in slow motion and, like, they're just lingering on her running. And it's, like, this seems like an exploitation movie. Which is the kind of movie that Rob Zombie kind of makes, um, and so it's it's funny that you say there's not so much of it because I think they could have like done without that and that the yeah, the, the better I forgot about that part. <laughs> the better the better parts are like when the three of them are in the hotel room and they're like, "This is fucking boring." <laughs> they're like, "I'm playing cards." That's like the best that was, part. I was gonna say that that's my favorite scene in the movie. Is is them sitting around playing go fish, <laughs> and what is it? Is it Foxy right? Foxy yeah. getting pissed at Otis because he says he's cheating, and <laughs> Baby keeps saying, "I want to go get high. I want to go get drunk. I want to go find somebody." Mm-hmm. I'm and like, bored. no, you can't yeah. do that. And then she does, mm-hmm. and promptly murders him. Yep. And the the greatest thing is that when Otis and uh, Foxy find out, they're just like, "Well, I guess we gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like, it'd be like, "Well, we should have known this was gonna happen." It's just yeah. like, "Oh, our sisters at it again." You know, it's just family comedy, like family you said. comedy, <laughs> road no. trip movie. And, and, and I definitely like. I already have this written down. That was definitely my favorite scene in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just curious. What about you guys? What was your what were your favorite 
What was your favorite scene in the movie? Oh my gosh. Did it involve Sebastian? Sebastian. <laughs> my following of little people, <laughs> since I am so greatly admired by them now. Yes, hold on. That's horrible. I watched this movie like half asleep, so there are <laughs> there are parts of my memory that are gone. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I did not find uh, the Mexico stuff as like horribly offensive as I thought it was going to be. Because like I I almost thought like it was gonna be taken like it's it's the Day of the Dead like yeah. like um and uh it's it's like it's not horrible like I, I was, was really ex- glad. I was really glad that at no point did one of them go, now that's my kind of holiday. <laughs> I would have been really mad because I really like Day of the Dead stuff. Like, yeah. Halloween in America is my favorite holiday, but I only really like it because of Day of the, Dead. the Day of the Dead and All Saints Day, and I forget the name of the day that comes before it now. Coco. No. <laughs> Coco. But uh, I have a really big appreciation for that, so it was kind of nice to see it in film, and yeah, not to have some, mm-hmm. hum- like like you said, backwater bumpkin country guy go, yeah, I like this holiday. Like, <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was done really well too because I learned not to nerd out a little bit about it, but I learned a lot about that kind of culture when I was taking a lot of Spanish classes in college, and um, I thought they did it really well based on what I know. But I am also a super white white girl. We are all white. lived here Disclaimer. my entire life, so I don't know if I really get to speak to that so much. But I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. Like it looked pretty accurate based on what mm-hmm. I know. So I get maybe that's my favorite part. The, the day of the, the, day dead, of the stuff. dead stuff. No, I, I appreciated that too. Like I, I guess I, what I really appreciated it is that, um. They go to a party and they genuinely have a fun time uh-huh. <laughs> without murdering anyone. And yeah, I was gonna say, and no one dies. Yeah, Donnie, what about you? Uh, I would say there were there were parts in um, when they were still in the prison that I really liked. I mean, shout out to Sid Haig for at least mm-hmm. putting one really good scene in, considering that he wasn't able to uh, do a lot of filming and they had to change like the whole structure of his character around because Foxy essentially took his place Richard Brake who is so good uh, everybody so good. should watch 31 just for him um, and that's what I've been saying yeah that's true you're, you're right um, and uh, like so he he does a really fantastic one scene and out uh, rest in peace Sid Haig um, but then also some of the um, the Sherry Moon zombie uh the baby firefly uh the stuff that with her and uh the guard that watches her where she's just taunting her and she's like trying to be uh dominant over baby but she like she knows she gets under her skin and then she tries to kill her by like throwing her in like a sewer with two other prisoners and uh she murders them (laughs) um and not did not turn out the way that she was expecting um she and murders I, them immediately. <laughs> yeah. Although they make it seem like uh uh I, I would say a effective piece of filmmaking and editing where, you know, Rob Zombie makes it for a while seems like she's not winning. <laughs> but she like doesn't even get a scratch on her. She kills both of them like pretty handedly. Because she's crazy. 
she wants drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, right, so it's, it's funny because she she was always that messed up person. Like, mm-hmm. but it's funny because Otis and Foxy talk about after they get out, they'd be like, "She's changed. She's goofy <laughs> now." I'd be like, "What? <laughs> have you not watched the last two movies?" <laughs> You know what would have been really great is if she got out and she was like, I want to be a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah, it would have been funny. <laughs> she should, I want to get married and have kids. And now a white picket fence in our <laughs> yeah. house, and that's when they can be like, she's goofy now. That would have been really great. Which is really funny okay. because the other characters also say that. They're like, yeah, I was thinking about getting into legitimate business. Be like, you guys are, s- <laughs> your your faces are all <laughs> over the news. Like, he's like, I'm gonna make pornos, and, and Otis is like, Yeah, it seems like people like watch people. Fuck. <laughs> 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 just, like, just like, what is going on? What movie did I stumble into? Classic. Family comedy. Family Classic comedy. Movie. My favorite vacation oh. movie. <laughs> you guys better shape up, or I swear I'll turn this car to mexico around yep we'll go roll them right up <laughs> okay so donnie actually brings up something interesting because um from what i have read scouring the internet out of curiosity um and i just want to be clear i have no defined sources for this um apparently rob zombie had a completely different movie that they were going to that he had written that they were going to shoot and then Sid Haig was like I'm sorry I can't I don't think I can do this yeah um I think it like it was like a, it was very very shortly before they were supposed to start they, before they were supposed to start shooting so uh Rob Zombie got Richard Brake who worked on his previous film 31 um, and then they rewrote the script, and from what I understand, most of the rewriting is the first half of the movie, like the a lot of the like the prison breakout, like that stuff wasn't in the first cut of or the first uh, draft of the screenplay, um, which makes me really bummed because I would have loved, and I've mentioned this before, I would have loved to see a version of this movie where they like show up in hell and Satan's like get out. <laughs> Like, that would have been hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing Rob Zombie, it would have also been gross and stupid. Yeah. But it would have made me laugh. That's true. Um, well, like, the way that, like, this movie is a departure from the last two, I think that would have been fine to have it, like, have, like, some afterlife stuff or be like, hey, or, or like, two of them show up at, at like, at Satan. And mm-hmm. then, and then, like one of them, like show up at the pearly gates and just be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> like, baby is mean? like actually innocent. Like, she didn't. She doesn't actually mean any harm to anybody. She's mm-hmm. just like in this psychosis, and she gets sent to heaven instead. But I mean, it's they like, all would have it's, shown. It's like Dale and Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, um, but but yeah, like. Uh, it's it's unfortunate that like his health issues had to, like he he mm-hmm. was already starting to go anyway, um, so I'm glad we were able at least get a send off scene, which he puts as much uh, killed a, he killed it yeah, um, I'm just the cl- I'm just a clown dancing for the world's sins, yep for the sins of the world, um, which that would have been great if the reason he got kicked out of hell was Satan was just like no clowns no <laughs> he's like God damn it. <laughs> I hate clowns. 
I hate clowns. Uh, but yeah, if you want to see like him as Captain Spaulding, go back to the other two movies because he, like, you can criticize those movies all you want, even Ca- House of a Thousand Corpses. Watch the first like ten minutes of House of a Thousand Corpses. Amazing. Disagree. Just because it's all Sid Haig. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ten minutes that I can watch before Jason's yep. like, okay, now you can move on. Now turn it off. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys because I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. In context of the film. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Donnie's already pretty much spoiled this, but my my MVP for this film is hands down Richard Brake because one, I just think he's really fun to watch. In, and I that was that was the reason I made it through all of thirty one is because he is so much fun to watch in that movie. And if you have not seen thirty one, you should at least watch. The little speech he gives at the beginning uh-huh. where he talks about how he's not a fucking clown because he should have played he should play the Joker in something. Mm-hmm. I I would love that. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I don't know. I mean, it's C- Captain Spaulding is my favorite character out of the first two um, for sure, and like having to replace Sid Haig, who's such an iconic you know character actor. Um, especially in, like, the horror exploitation genre, um, is such a challenge, and I think he does a really, really great job of not just being, like, you know, another Captain Spaulding. He actually creates, like, his own character. Um, Mm. And I just really appreciated that. So, I don't know if you guys had a had any any sort of MVP award you wanted to give out to any anyone or anything in the film. Obviously for Riley at Sebastian. Um Duh. <laughs> I was actually going to say Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah. Uh mainly just because I like like I said not having seen anything else. I don't know. I just liked how she I thought she did a great job of someone who was like slowly descending into more madness in prison as someone who I now know has already been a terrible, horrible person her whole life. Um, and then, like, getting out and still be, like, and being bored with the mon- mundanity mm-hmm. of not being able to be a horrible person, and I thought she just portrayed it really well. Mm-hmm. So, I, that would be mine, personally. But, otherwise, yes, Sebastian. <laughs> Gotta appreciate my following where they lie. <laughs> Donnie, uh, you got you got anything? My MVP wouldn't be necessarily ne- not necessarily a character or a scene or anything like that, but it's specifically like the three from Hell mm-hmm. because um, like Foxy and Otis have their own like weird uh, brotherly rivalry, like. Like, they, like, as as much as I can say, like, some of the writing or the humor might just be a little bit stilted, but, like, I actually really did feel between, like, uh, Richard Brake and Bill Mosley, like, oh, these are two brothers that, like, have argued a lot before and continue to argue, because the first scene they really get to talk is when they're trying to figure out what they're doing after Foxy breaks uh, uh, is, Otis is, out. Isn't it, isn't it when they, uh, when they show... They show and identify Otis on the TV, and Foxy's mad that they don't identify him. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both very upset uh, at each other all the time, forever. And w- both of them are trying to figure out who's going to be the brains of the operation. 
And the thing about the Firefly clan, which uh, Otis and Baby come from, which you can meet the rest of their family in earlier movies, but, like, they're very into, like, uh, old-time movies, and even, like, Foxy, like, he loves The Hunchback in Notre Dame, and he even he even yells out Sanctuary at the end, which is, is so good. Um props to Richard Brake for that one. But like they just seem like like Otis and Baby are like brother and sister and they act like it and they tell each other to shut the fuck up. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, this this is a real dynamic here. So like and that's not necessarily something that's like super present in the last movie. Like they talk about how family is important, but like this is the one where they actually like settle down and, like, they just talk like human beings where you're just like, uh, the scariest thing about this movie is that these psychopaths are talking like everyday people <laughs> to each other. Now. Yeah. Oh, God, they're normal. Um, so, they're like, that, now. honestly, like, in that case, like, whether it be a mixture of the writing or direction or just the actors themselves, I think is, like, actually the best part of this movie is, like, the little character moments sprinkled throughout where they're just, like, they're, they're family, they can't stand each other, but they love each other, and they're all mm-hmm. psychopaths. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving every year. Yep. I was going to say, this is my new Thanksgiving movie. It's very good. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's talk about some of the stuff that didn't work so well. <laughs> um, namely for me, and Donnie, I know you and I had a big conversation about this while we were watching it, and probably after we were watching it, and that that is that Bill Mosley was 67 when they filmed this and he has a machete duel <laughs> yeah with another character in I the movie about that. and that is one of the most frustrating segments i have ever watched in anything <laughs> because it is clearly not him <laughs> and if it, and the parts where it clearly is him they're about half a second long <laughs> And I'm assuming yeah. it's because he would get halfway through swinging the machete and then be out of breath. They I believe it. Of, they did it. It was a lot like uh, Taken. No, <laughs> like Marvel action movies for a long time. Yeah. Like just the ones where you could tell it wasn't Scarlett Johansson anymore doing her own stunts, or just lots of cutting back and forth where you couldn't see their yeah. faces and. Yeah, it's or have, have you guys seen that on the Honest trailer where they they count how many edits there are in Liam Neeson jumping over a fence in the Taken movie? <laughs> yes. That's that's one so, of my favorite things yes, ever. I agree because it's like something ridiculous, like twenty seven or something like that. Like there's twenty seven times they cut for him to climb over a oh fucking my God. fence, and that's how I felt watching this. Was, like it is the most irritating thing to watch because. It's like, why did you even in- include it at that point? Why make him do it? Yeah. Give it to one of the other two. Yeah, but why, why couldn't you have had a different person do it? Why, yeah, why is it Like Sebastian. Him? Yeah. Like Sebastian. You know, it'd be, you know, just... I would have loved to watch Sebastian just... go head-to-head in a machete fight. Mm-hmm. Not even being ironic. I know. Also, there's That's a degree the of part. separation about that, too, is that the person... Well, he's not fighting specifically... There's a machete fight in this film in which Danny Trejo is in the film, and it's the son of Danny Trejo's character who is the one who is trying to kill the three. So mm-hmm. that 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 connection in and of itself, it's just embarrassing to include a machete fight because you're never gonna top machete. Machete. Son of machete. 
That's actually <laughs> going to be the next film. <laughs> no. No. Well, we're not getting the actual one, so. <laughs> it ain't happening. Machete kills again. Yeah, in space. In space. Yep. It's at the very beginning, at the very end of Machete Kills. <laughs> Please watch those movies. They're very good. They are. They're very entertaining. But but yes, that is. That, I'm not going to say that's good. I will never <laughs> that, defend that. That, that was. That was what I had the, the biggest struggle with in that movie was the uh, the machete fight. Yeah. What about you guys? Is there anything that jumped out at you? Um, I was kind of in agreement. Like, it's just... Like, why, why are you doing this? Like, not only that, but you could have actually let Bill Moseley mm-hmm. do it and act his age and, mm-hmm. like, in the fact that he would not win mm-hmm. a machete fight against somebody who is clearly superior mm-hmm. in that aspect. Um, and it would have been so much more interesting because you could have made him seem a little bit more witty in how he would have to overpower someone who is clearly much better than him and yeah. would win a knife fight. Um, so I don't know. I That was probably mine, too. Where I was At that point, I'm like, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Or the fact that, like, I guess the other two were, what? They were still captured at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sebastian was untying them. Yeah. But even at that point, I'm just like, this is a, a little absurd. I might have to take back what I said at the beginning. I think I might have a crush on Sebastian. Mm, it's true. The iPad. It's true. It's not Riley, it's me. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, that should be his next movie. Plot twist. Plot twist. And every five minutes is just something. Oh, yep. and I know that you had uh, misgivings about the ending where they just set the guy on fire and then they just walk off like badasses, which yeah. they're not. They're just a bunch Badass of goofy assholes. Explosions. I don't know. I expect. I feel like I was expecting more of that ending, which might say more about me than about <laughs> Rob Zombie. But uh, I didn't. I didn't expect that. I expected something maybe a little bit. I don't know. Uh, either clumsier I- or or just funkier. I think that the reason for that might be between, or might be between, might be because we literally a couple of weeks ago watched a movie that has a big shootout that ends in a small Mexican hotel. That's entirely (laughs) true. That's pretty fucking well done. (laughs) And ends on a pretty great note. Where they're just left in the end. And you you get that great moment of Benicio del Toro. Uh, twisting his gun to show that he's out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, so good. <laughs> Please go watch The Way of the Gun. It's so good. That's a movie I want to rewatch again soon, because right? it was really, really good. So that's the real That's the real message of Three from Hell, is please go, go watch go The watch Way of the Gun. Go watch The Way of the Gun. It's the same movie. Just, yes. we have one that's really good, and you have one that's okay. a lot gorier. <laughs> that's for no reason. Wait, which one are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I don't know that I have that much more to say about this No, movie. we probably talked too much about it in the first place. Yes. It's entirely fair. I like it, but so, also it's... it's I, I... You probably know if you like Rob Zombie movies or not, and this is not really any different. I am just going to go ahead and tell everyone that we're going to jump straight into just... Oh, I will say, um, 
you know, for, for someone who does not like Rob Zombie movies, for the most part, uh, I would recommend people watch this. What about you guys? Riley? I, like I said, I, I, I thought it was good. It was a good movie. It was worth watching. You do have to get past a little bit more of the disgusting parts. Like the lady getting her face cut off. Yeah, that's that's a little hard for someone like me to watch, but mm-hmm. uh, overall, it is it is worth watching, even without having seen the previous movies. I, if you can follow movies like a normal human being, <laughs> this movie will make sense to you. The mockumentary format at the beginning, I'm sure, helped a lot. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know they do you. Lay, and- yeah, as I say, they lay out a lot of the groundwork for it, which is really nice mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, that's who that person is, mm-hmm. and oh, that's why they're in jail, and oh, they are alive from this shootout that happened however long ago. So, mm-hmm. I think you and I, Jason, we were wondering how long that was going to be. Like, is this? Wait, is this the whole movie? <laughs> oh yeah, no. That would have been I, really interesting. Yeah, I, when, when when it started, I I told Donnie, I was like, oh my god, is this the whole movie? Because I will be so happy. <laughs> would, that would honestly be really cool, especially if they like take the turn and then they broke out of jail and mm. this is where they went and this mm-hmm. is what they did. Like that would here's been, security camera footage. Yeah, you can watch this lady get her face ripped off. <laughs> no, cool. thank you. No, Brad. you can watch this machete fight. We cut it 17,000 times for your enjoying viewing yeah. pleasure. Uh, Donnie, what about you? Uh, yeah, I would say good. That's good. Uh, That's good. You seem to have warmed up on it a lot I since s- we uh, first watched it. Well, I liked it like when we watched it, and uh, the more I think about the family dynamics in it, and I just like those actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Sherry Moon Zombie, I can kind of take or leave, but... She's in a bunch of things that he's done, like Werewolf Woman of the SS, and like I haven't seen Lords of Salem, but I think she's all right in the Halloween movies. Like, and I can deal with her character in the other two movies in this trilogy. Like, I I don't think she's a bad actress. She's just like she is doing a very specific thing, and if you don't like that thing, you're just not gonna like her. Like, mm-hmm. she's a take it or leave it. Um, so I, you know, it's. I I appreciate I think I just uh, Rob Zombie is just graded on me and like now I'm just like I I can't not enjoy the stuff he does I'm starting to lose my mind Jason it's all Rob Zombie's fault that's where I'll leave off all right. <laughs> welcome to 2020 ah! <laughs> well let's go ahead and get into shit we like uh, I would just like to say that this today, I watched something that has been super high on my to watch list for I don't know a decade, um, and I'm still very much digesting it. I'll probably talk about it next week on the show, and that is Blue Velvet, mm. which is amazing. Anyway, the point of me bringing this up is not to talk about how great Blue Velvet is; it's rather to talk about how I also have watched a foreign film every single day this week. Yay, foreign films! Yay! Yay. And also a couple of NC-17 ones. Naughty, naughty. (laughs) Shut up. The reason I bring this up is because they're all movies that have been very high on my to-watch list, and I just hadn't gotten around to doing it because either they were long or they're another language, which means I can't play games on my phone, I actually have to pay attention. Um, (laughs) I know, right? So... What I want to encourage everyone to do is, we all have movies like that on their lists, or on your lists. Please, 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 just take the time 
it is worth it to sit down and actually pay attention <laughs> to a movie that you have been dying to watch forever because chances are if i mean there's a good reason it's on your it's that high up on your list it's going to be worth it yeah so that's what i have to say about that mm-hmm. <clears throat> riley I already talked about the show that I've been watching a lot lately, which is Donnie. My Hero Academia, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, God. Welcome back to the anime podcast, everyone. Welcome to the anime podcast. We're here to talk about some anime. Um, no, I would say, of course, watch The Mandalorian. Um, if you use your trial, because all the episodes are up now, you can just binge watch it in one go if you haven't used your trial yet. Um, other than that, Man, I this is, I'm just gonna throw this out here. He wants. Oh no! Resident Evil is real hot right now. If you want, if you want to get some good gaming in, or you want to watch some terrible movies, <laughs> Resident Evil is the best thing for you right now. So, or you can combine those and watch somebody else play the good Resident Evil games. That's so true. <laughs> Which really, lately, it's been. Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 Remake so you don't have to watch the blocky what, 32-bit from way mm. back when. And they're remaking Resident Evil 3, I heard. Yep. So that's it, pretty cool. It's coming out in the be- at the beginning of uh, April of this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, they're being hot and heavy with it and it's uh, everything they put out if you're playing it, game-wise, very good. And also, like I said, if you just want to like get some friends together, have a few alcoholic beverages, and just and marathon all the Resident Evil movies, and you'll be dead by the end of it. Yep. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but there are not worse ways you could spend your time. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I certainly can't. Because there's actually one good Resident Evil movie. Yes. Which one? Three. No. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey now, just because you're right doesn't mean you I'm have to offended. say it like that. Just, just, right. just because you're right doesn't make you right. Uh, I don't know why I had an Irish accent when I said that. Because I'm right here. <laughs> Someone's got it. <laughs> oh God. Which is interesting, because the best of my knowledge, you don't have an Irish accent. Never. <laughs> I have a really, really bad Minnesotan one. That's all I got. Minnesota. All right. Minnesota, please uh, follow the show on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We each run one. We've said it a million times. If you don't know which one each of us runs, just try and figure it out. Mm, the one that has a lot of exclamation points is probably the girl of the group. <laughs> okay. And I get I'm very lonely. I am very, very lonely. Where Interact do you think with I am? Donnie on his his uh, media platform of choice. No, no one spoilers. talks to me. We waited too long to get followers. No one wants to follow us anymore. Okay, go on. I'm done. Uh you can follow us on or no, you can follow me. On Letterboxd, my name, my username is jdangerzone. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Rank Stuff, and 
that is all for that. You can follow Donnie on various things, although he refuses to give them out and simply says, "If you want to find me, just watch the me. just watch early, listen to earlier episodes. <laughs> it, owe it to yourself. Takes less time than saying your Twitter handle. That's it, honestly yes. Riley, Rye Bread Six. <laughs> That's my Twitter handle. In case anyone's wondering, I very rarely tweet anything, but. I will if people start following me, I guess, because <laughs> I'd probably have something more worthwhile to say. Yeah. More likely. So if there's more people listening to you, you'll have something more worthwhile to say. I mean, I'll start the talking The snake more. eats its I own tail. I, I, say, I, say, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that it'll be more worthwhile. I'll just start talking more and whatever. All right. Well. I don't argue with people. Thank you so much to those of you who do interact with us on social media. It is always fun to see the different answers to the questions that get posted and to have the conversations that we do with you. Thank you so much for listening to our stupid show. Without you, we would just be three assholes talking to ourselves and the only ones downloading the show. Welcome to 2020, everyone. Jason didn't call you idiots at the at the end. Tell your dumb fucking stupid. friends about our show. Assholes. You poor, you poor bastards. Bitches. I do, I do have to say that starting to do this, it's been very worthwhile. And it's nice coming over and seeing people downloading it and listening to it. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, tell your stupid fucking friends about our show, you goddamn motherfuckers. Oh my god. Hail Satan. Hail Satan! Watch more movies. And watch more movies. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye!